Welcome to Ministry by Mail, a weekly sermon publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confession. Our sermon for the third Sunday in Lent is by Pastor Timothy Daub of Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Hecla, South Dakota. Our theme is A Premeditated Accident, based on the text of Matthew chapter 27, verses 1 through 31. from God our Father, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our meditation is based on the passion narrative just read, namely Judas and the 30 silver coins. You will see how the foolishness of trying to manage guilt on your own finds relief in the wisdom of God revealed in the sacrifice of his Son. To that end, I offer as sermon text from the Law of Moses, If the ox shall push a manservant or a maidservant, he shall give unto their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. So far the text, let us pray. O Lamb of God, bless thy word, that we may trust in thee. Amen. In our passion narrative this evening, we see Judas express regret, and in this regret, try to make go away, try to undo what he has done. As if his guilt could be wiped clean by reversing the initial transaction with which it began. By tossing the 30 pieces of silver he had been paid for his part in Jesus' arrest and condemnation before the feet of the priests who won't dare take it back into their hands. This scene is, is prophetically portrayed by two Old Testament authors, both Jeremiah and Zechariah, as the Gospels rightfully quote, and they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value, and gave them for the potter's field. But this story of the silver pieces goes farther back than Jeremiah and Zechariah, way back to the prophet Moses and the law given through him on Mount Sinai. That's where you find the first reference in the Bible to 30 coins. And it's that law which the later prophets are referencing in their depictions of our Savior's passion. Again, from the law of Moses, if the ox shall push a manservant or a maidservant, he shall give unto their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. The scenario which Moses describes is this. You land your hired man out to your neighbor to help out with his field work. But in the midst of planting, in the midst of harvest, the ox gets a little wild and kills its driver. 
The albeit crass resolution presented through Moses for the accidental death, pay your neighbor 30 pieces of silver, stone the beast, and get back to farming. You see, part of the purpose of the Mosaic Code was to provide Jewish society with a free-flowing structure that any mishap or hick you might encounter, any disruption to the economy or social order could be overcome. Society keep functioning, you keep going with life. In this sense, then, the law seemed to have an answer for everything. Each specific example speaking by extension to a whole range of situations. Here, the 30 silver coins, the stoning of the ox, serving as a guide on how to cope with any unintentional death. It's this law, then, which Judas is trying to make work, trying to make good in reverse. As if tossing the dirty pieces of silver he's been paid for his part in the unfortunate calamity befallen his friend, as if re reversing the transaction might undo his guilt, turning to that law to try and cope, move on with life, all to no avail. This plan has been rotten from the start. Judas has been paid a specific price loaded with meaning, and Judas realizes this perhaps only in retrospect, that he has been paid the price of an unintentional death. For by having picked that price of 30 pieces in the first place, the priests have declared Jesus' death to be no one's fault before their plot begins to unfold. Jesus' betrayal for 30 pieces of silver, don't you see? This was a premeditated accident. And thus what you see is some of our craftiest ways on dark display. Why, most messes you get yourself into you don't jump in without first taking a good look around to assess whether you might sneak through unscathed. Or that if it goes south, it won't somehow be just your fault. Or make sure you can keep forging ahead like an ox in a china shop. No hurdle or mishap you might encounter get in your way with a little upfront bonus. I'll take care of any extra expenses as an excuse to be a bit careless as you get the job done. Or just assume you'll make it all good in the end, as, as that old adage goes, it's, it's better to ask for forgiveness later than ask for permission now. Also, we can have ready at our disposal the all-too-common and convenient resolution to any difficult situation 
no one can make good. Really, no one's to blame here. When really, we all are. Which is really what Judas and the priests are trying to make happen with 30 pieces of silver with their premeditated accident. Why didn't Moses give an easy way out? He shall give unto their master 30 shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. As if this law, if nudged and stretched just right, might prove no one at fault. But when the priests refuse to take it back in hand, what is that to us? And let instead the coins scatter and roll about the floor. Judas's guilt swells and swells, and, and refusing to let go of that law, as if fulfilling it on his own might make things good, he tragically takes upon himself the role of the ox to be stoned. As he hangs himself from a height, and his body then tumbles across the rock face of a cliff, Judas stoned, oar and oar, each bump and roll his way down to the ground. As his soul comes to discover how that law, how no law can save. Leaving the priests staring at those coins on the floor. Leaving the priest with no other option than to discreetly purchase the very soil upon which Judas's blood had been spilt in vain. They couldn't keep the money. As I say, it is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is, it is the price of blood. <laughs> not so much unlawful as unwise. For were this silver added to the treasury, recorded as a 30-coin donation, anyone, anyone with a basic knowledge of mosaic accounting, when scanning through the ledger, would naturally have to wonder what happened here and ask aloud, who died? Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, that's who. Because cover their tracks best they may, you know the answer. The answer and the gospel truth that Jesus' death was no premeditated accident. Premeditated, yes, as Jesus was delivered to be crucified and slain according to the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. But certainly no accident. No mere sad story of a good man who ended up in the wrong hands, in the wrong place, at the wrong time, as if gored by some unforeseen mishap. No, Jesus was offered up as the perfect sacrifice in your place, according to the eternal plan of the God of love. Ah, 30 pieces of silver! Oh, so conveniently declaring it all unintentional, unfortunate from the start, as if they could make it look like no one's to blame, laundering the silver coins away lest they be discovered and known in hopes this death could be undocumented, as if it never happened, 
as if this Jesus had never existed? Who then is to blame? To blame for Jesus' death on the cross? In one sense, each of us. But in the greatest sense, our Creator, who sent His Son to suffer for sinners, who plan and plot, who pass the buck, who try their best for it to be everyone else's fault but mine. All that through repentance you might own up to your part and embrace through faith in Christ God's perfect forgiveness for your craftiest of ways. All because Jesus, the sinless Lamb of God, took the blame himself and paid the price to make you blameless before the throne of God. Purchasing and redeeming you, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent sufferings and death, and thus silencing any guilt your heart holds, wiping it clean by the everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, now yours in Jesus' name. How foolishly the sinner tries to deal with sin on your own. This is Judas's error, trying to nudge and stretch the law to make his sin as if it never happened, his guilt disappear. And from that core of his impenitence, despite any sorrow or anguish of heart, the morbid comedy of error we see play out throughout. When the very sacrifice of God's only begotten Son, which Judas so desperately wanted to make not happen, when the sacrifice of Jesus is what puts an end to everything the sinner would rather deny. Have no fear of Judas's end, that it might be yours, not, not as long as you keep in this word. By the power of the Spirit in this word, see in this tragedy your victory over sin, death, and hell. Now that law, that law which Judas turned to, which can seem to have an answer for everything. It does serve a purpose as a guide to order and decency among us. Not to make your sin go away, but a guide as to how to honestly own up to it and move forward as a reflection of the divine forgiveness so shall you in confidence that Christ's death and resurrection reveal how in the kingdom of God there is no such thing as accident. Each unforeseen mishap you encounter 
an opportunity for your faith to shine. Each good intention gone wrong, a lesson in humility, in his wisdom above ours, and every unexpected blessing, proof of the same grace with which your life abounds in Christ Jesus. For nothing in your life happens by accident. It's no accident either that you get to hear this gospel again tonight. All very much premeditated. Very much part of your God's eternal counsel. Very much the path individually yours from birth to grave to an eternal home with him. Now the peace that passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. This has been a publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confessions, ministry by mail. Visit clclutheran.org for more information. For print copies of this or other sermons, please visit lutheransermons.org.